Welcome back to Late Night with Larry. This is your host, Larry D, and I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give him a shout-out. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, so tonight, we want to bring it back to the squatching. So, my brother Vince here, he's going to lead us off. Uh, he's got something on his mind that he wants to talk about that involves the elusive creature Sasquatch. Yeah, it's Sasquatch always on the mind. You know, that's near and dear to our hearts. Anyway... Uh, so they got this new uh, special on TV, Expedition Sasquatch, and Larry did an episode on uh, when the first episode came out, and he gave his thoughts about the new technology and so on, and I've been following it, I've been recording it because my work schedule is kind of off the wall, so I've been catching up where I can, but as of right now, I'm all caught up. I don't believe Larry is, so he's going to have to plug his ears so there's no spoilers here. Well, that's all right. If I get a little spoiler, man, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it's interesting just to see how they deploy the new technology. I, I really liked uh, those little dragon egg things, the listening devices oh, yeah. that the military uses because they, pinpoint, they pinpointed the source of that EL or that call. Right. So now I, I'm still unsure how those really work. I don't know where they position them. Do they have to position them in the forest or could they be by them or... But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And I'm not too hip on that new military technology, but I do know that, you know, even with the parabolic mics, they pick up some good screams and yells. And, and I, if this is better than a parabolic mic, then... Yeah, because I guess they work together and they triangulate the location. They find the source and they'll even give you the, I guess, the GPS coordinations. Oh, yeah. Coordinates, sorry. But that's what that lady was going by. They gave her the coordinates and she took off to try to get there. Unfortunately, it was a rocky, steep area and she couldn't get there. So she went back the next day. Right. Well, and if she, no matter how fast she goes there. Squatches are always faster. So, and and my theory is, I think they'll hear you coming because you're going to try to re run to them, and they're going to hear the noise way before you even right, get right. there. Right, right. And and the 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 origin of the sound was up kind of on a on a slope. So, I'm sure he saw her coming a long way away. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. So, but getting back to the next episode after that, it was pretty cool because uh, they sent in the DNA sample of the hair they found and. According to Dr. Meldrum, it was uh, the gold standard, they said, of a Sasquatch hair because they don't have that center membrane. Right, right. Like a human hair. And and I, I did see that. Now, you're talking about DNA. Now, before this series started, the night it started, because I did see the very first episode, I saw there was a, a program called uh, The Legend of Bigfoot. Yes. And they did some of that DNA too, but they pulled it. They were pulling DNA out of a stream and into a filter, and then they would test it. And they too were talking about the hair strand that doesn't have the membrane in it. Right. <coughs> sorry, sorry. Dry throat, you know, just that time of the year. So tonight I got a little bit of Bud Light. Coors Light didn't send me any free beer, so I had to get something else. Oh, so there, there's the shout-out. You heard that, Coors Light. You need to send the brewskis, or he's going to switch it up. As long as it's not that new Bud Light seltzer. Come on. Uh, seltzer? I mean, is that like an Alka-Seltzer? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's for the hangover next day. Maybe. Anyway, back on topic. I I saw a couple of pictures for, uh, going around on the Bigfoot group I'm in on Facebook. And some of these pictures were really interesting. And here's the thing that I don't get. Everyone wants 
pictures, clear pictures. Everyone's clear pictures. They want the evidence. But when someone posts clear pictures, it's always a hoax, a debunked. Right. So I, all, all you out there that are into Sasquatch, I don't get it. Now, <clears throat> speaking from my own experience uh, on my big encounter there, when it first starts, for me, I, I had no idea what was even going on. Right. And then, and when you do figure out what's going on, I think grabbing your phone or your camera is probably the last thing on your mind. And But uh, luckily, mine's went on so long, it was totally, it was like an hour and a half. Right. And that they were just walking around and doing shit, shaking trees, yelling. And uh, I didn't have my phone on me because when we were camping, there's no service. So I, I asked my, fo- my son because... He had his headphones earlier and stuff, and he was listening to stuff. And we did capture a, a tree knock and a, I don't know, it was like a yelp. It was just a, a yell. Uh, it's just a short clip, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. A lot of people, I, I, I let people listen to it, and they're kind of skeptical because, you know, it's just an audio clip. They say it could be anything. Right. I mean, but I was out there. I heard the noises they were making, and it, it, it it's them. It's a squatch. Right. And... I've heard the screams myself, and I did hear the clip, and it clearly is a tree knock, but there and there again, you have the skeptics that, you know, oh, it could have been. But here's my thing, people. What was out in the woods knocking on trees at 2 in the morning, Yep. 3 in the morning? Uh, it sure wasn't your local camper. No, and uh, if you would hear uh, the way he snapped those limbs off the tree or shook the big trees, or I even heard one, like, mumbling. I was like, pfft. Fuck, and uh, they they talk about uh, on this expedition Bigfoot the uh, the low frequency sounds they make, and supposedly that that uh, that oh. contributed to the, on the first episode the guy who got sick. Yeah, yeah. What do, what is that? What do they? That has a name, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, they they release that ultra low sound, and they're not the only animal. They say elephants do that also. They say now. I don't have any proof or facts, but it said that elephants could communicate, shoot halfway around the world, uh, because they have that ultra low frequency. Well, uh, maybe that's how they communicate. But the body, from what I know, operates at eight ohms. That's our natural wavelength. So anything down, and I've heard through like military tests and whatnot, if you take the body down to four ohms, yeah, you're going to get sick. So yeah. If they're operating at a lower frequency and those sound waves are hitting you, yeah, that's going to throw your body out yes. of whack. Now, when I was in the Navy, I, no, I believe that theory about the elephants communicating at far distances. When I was in the Navy, we had radios that were high-frequency radios, which is a lower spectrum. And uh, the the sine wave they put out is, is so big, it bounces off the earth and the atmosphere. And in, in right conditions, it's called cascading, where it bounces off the clouds. And we used to be in, uh, say, the Philippines or Diego Garcia, and we could talk to Hawaii, clear as day. Right. Yeah. So it's a possibility. If now, now, on the on the last episode, they were kind of testing it. They went to a sanctuary where they keep uh, old, like, lions and big cats that can't be out in the wild no more. Right. And uh, they had a, a female that was very vocal. So they went in the back. And she started uh, with her rumbling and stuff, and they said they could feel that kind of like going through their body. And 
it was weird. She picked up on, they were kind of getting nervous and uncomfortable. Right. So she would just playing off their fear. To do it more. Yeah. So that's a theory. Squatches do the same thing. And, and I, be, I believe that. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Lloyd Pye. No. Lloyd Pye, he has, he wrote a book called Everything You Know Is Wrong. And if you get a chance, look it up. He has a YouTube video called Everything You Know Is Wrong. And he has one of the best explanations of why we can't find Bigfoot and why Bigfoot is real. Uh, let, let me give you an example. He takes it back to the early turn of the century when uh, panda bears were supposedly just a myth. Right. And uh, the explorers saw the skin of a panda bear, and so they thought, oh, my God. It does exist, kind of like the M&M guys. Mm -hmm. So they did an expedition looking for the panda bear, and they didn't find it. Well, they searched for 30 years, and then they broke it off thinking, well, no, they're extinct now. And then they, someone else brought another skin, and they said, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. They resumed it. It took them a total of over 60 years to find a living panda bear. Now, this was kind of the same territory squatches live in, but panda bears are dumb. They're, they're not the smartest animal. Especially in comparison to a squatch. That's right. So if it took 60 years to find a panda bear, and these animals are much more intelligent, that's why we can't find them. Right, and... Uh and they've been in folklore from the Native Americans for as long as time, you know. And and I agree. And they're you know the Native Americans are going. You're not going to call them a liar because right, it's been passed down. Right. Well, just like is it the mountain gorilla? They right. didn't know existed till like a hundred years ago. Right. I mean, there's there's all these animals that man hasn't even seen till recently. Right. But heard about. Right. Now. Another thing about the Sasquatch is uh, they are very elusive. They're obviously very smart. You know, it's they're, they're the master of their own territory. I, I agree. And the way as thick as a jungle is, like on this expedition Bigfoot, they mapped out with their algorithm a section of, of forest where they were likely to have an encounter. Right. But it's so dense and hilly. And if two groups went in there from different directions – and not knowing the other group was there, it would be so easy to miss them, right. miss each other. They'd probably walk by each other and just yeah. walk right by. And, and that brings me to my point that uh, where the Squatches live, they're very secluded where probably no no humans go at all. And that's one of the reasons that you know we don't see them like we want to or like people set out to see them but uh, or find them. But we, we only... We're only on the edge of their territory. That's right. Now, there, there's a myth, or a, not a myth, uh, a theory that they live in clans. And, you know, what we see is just the outer scouts, the sightings. Right. And and I do believe they live in clans because uh, there's not just one that's seen all over the world. <coughs> there, there's more than one. Right. But when I was small, that's what I believed. I, I think I think we all did. I think we all believe the same. Well, it was saw in Washington and now they saw it over here yeah. and it moves fast. And I was thinking, man, I hope it stays in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I, I do believe they live in clans. I do believe there's more than one. I do yes. believe they have a breeding population. And I, I believe they're a lot like humans. They're 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 different, you know. They they look there's short ones, fat ones, skinny ones. Well, of course. Because you see like some of the clips and you got like the Patterson Gimlin film, that's a stocky female. Then uh some of them like uh the tree or the fence climber, the one who Oh yeah, I remember that video. That one was slim and quick, right? And he he was tall, slim and quick, but it's it's probably true because as humans, you're right. We all have different body types, but people always the theory is there again that there are different types. Yes, well, like uh, we talked about in an earlier episode, the different colors with the aggression. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they're elusive creatures, yes. so that 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 tells me that we need to be patient and we need to keep persisting, because they're in their element, just yeah. like we're in our element in the city. At one time, we were in our element out there, but no longer. Mankind has we've come a long way, but we've lost. We've had to sacrifice a lot. That's right. We're we're not the the hunters that we once were. I mean, people hunt for sport now. Most people don't hunt out of necessity anymore. That's right. And and taking that, there's, since we don't hunt like we used to, there's an abundance of food out there for them. Yes. So when there's an abundance of food, that means a population can flourish. So yes. Um, yeah, for example, here in New Mexico, uh, hunters, you know, they have to go through a lottery system they put in, and you have to see if your name's drawn. Everyone has to pay whether they're drawn or not, and only a select few get the their tags but that money goes into com- conservation. That's why if you drive through the mountains in New Mexico, there's an abundance of wildlife. That's right. How, when we go up to the mountains, how many, how many deer and elk do we see? Oh, tons, tons. And, and here's the thing. There's so many that they're not afraid of men. Right. They'll, they'll stand right on the side of the road and watch you drive by. Yep. And they'll look at you like, what are you doing here, you idiot? Yep, exactly. But anyway, ba- back to the TV show. On the last episode, uh, not this one, not the last one, but the second to the last that I seen, they came across what they believed to be a nest. Now they, it was just uh, they said other creatures nest, they bed down, but more just thrown there randomly. This thing was very intricate. Intricate. It was weaved. You know, the branches were placed one on top of the other. Yes. And uh, it, they even referred to the mountain marble or the marble mountain marble video. Mountain video. They even had that kid that was on the video. He came in and talked about it. Yeah. He explained when they found the nest and wh- when they saw the one walking down the mountain. Well, I did see the marble mountain video and I did see the nest that was made. And yeah, I mean, you you would have thought that someone a human made it for shits and giggles to fool someone. Right. But when the creature started walking down the mountain and all the kids were like, look, look, here it comes. Now, that was a distance away, but yet you could see how tall that creature was. And you could see his arms, his hands were down close to his knees. Right. And I wonder how tall that creature would have been. I'm going to say eight, nine feet. Easy. It's hard to really know because they never went and like say got the size of the trees or whatever they had nothing for scale yeah they did no comparison which i wish they would have because in the video you you see it coming down the mountain 
and that's quite a distance. And if I'm, I just think to myself, if you would have saw a regular man walking down that mountain, he wouldn't have looked that tall. If you would have seen him at all. Right. Right. So. And that thing was moving down the mountain pretty quick. Yeah, it was. But, but back to the nest, one similarity I noticed about both nests, all the branches, even the big ones, they were snapped off. There was no axe marks, nothing. They were both snapped off. So that. <coughs> and whatever, it's obvious, whatever built these nests had hands with thumbs right. so they could grab and place everything in the place they wanted them. And it, it had to have a little bit of intelligence because the way what you're telling me it was stacked, weaved, yes. that's what keeps the cold in the air out. Yes. So there's some intelligence right yes. there. Yes, and, and when they found the nest, they did something that you've heard of before, but it was new to me. Uh, it was called the environmental DNA. They take a sample, and uh, you said they've done it with water. They right. could do it with soil. And supposedly they could extract DNA from anything that's been in the area, come in contact with that area. Right, and 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 that's that's a technique that the scientists were using uh, on Legend of Bigfoot, and they said anything human, bobcat, bear, moose, anything that walked through that water upstream, if they were to pull it through in the filter, that the DNA it's so good that they could tell which animal it belonged to. Yes. Uh, now, would they ever say we have Bigfoot DNA? I don't know. Well, see, we, we talked about this earlier, too. And my question was, whenever they find a, an alleged Sasquatch hair, they send it for testing. Most of the time it comes back contaminated because there's human DNA they detect. Now, if their hair really has, they, they say they're human-like, so maybe we do share some DNA. I'm sure we do because we share it with the other primates. Right. But if they do the environmental DNA and they come across something that is something maybe they've never seen before, but it has human traits, are they going to say it's contaminated? Right. And I do believe that people have found true Bigfoot DNA. Yes. But they're just too scared to come out in the open. Everyone's afraid of being criticized. And maybe it has ruined a career or two. Well, I was going to say that's what they're afraid of. Right. Just like who? who's the the guy in Canada, Todd Standing? Standing, yes. Todd Standing is under scrutiny right now. Uh, everyone's just calling his pictures a hoax and saying, you right. know, he's a liar and a hoax. And I'm like, you know, that man spent <coughs> 20 years out there. And I, I don't think a person would spend 20 years out in the cold trying to capture pictures. If he wanted to do a hoax, he's going to do a quick hoax and go home and get warm. Yeah. Now... There's a, a lot of debate about Todd Standing. You know, a lot of people back and forth, either they believe him or they don't. But uh, whether they believe him or not, just to go out where he goes alone, that dude's got some balls. Yeah, he does. He's got some balls. And I did see his uh, his latest video. Is it Searching for Bigfoot? Uh, discovering discovering Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, if anything, entertaining as hell. It, it was entertaining, and if those uh, pictures in the video are legitimate, that's pretty damn good. That is. What what I really like is the one he got of, it had its back toward the camera. Yes. And you, sh you could clearly see the outline of the shoulders. Yeah. And uh, 
That was huge. It was big because he went and stood in the same spot. He and, did. And it, it wasn't just like somebody in a suit on a ladder because the proportions were right. even bigger. That, and that's what I'm saying. And it wasn't a cutout. I'm like, there's no way it was a cutout. Yeah, you could see the hair and the muscle. Yep. Yeah. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna give him kudos because yeah and and I, I like his techniques the way he does it the way he, how he explains how he gets footage I do too and like I said no one unless they were convinced they're real and like he said he's seen them he's interacted with them why would you go out there for twenty years right just exactly to get called a liar yeah so I, I'm gonna give him a little bit of credibility and see the thing is he's uh. His big thing is pushing for conservation to protect them. Right. And there again, if he's just doing a hoax, yeah, he, you know, he wants them protected because he wants. And, and I do believe that Canada did pass a law protecting them. Yeah. Because of him, which is good. Well, it's funny how even here in the United States, uh, some states have laws against killing them. Right. Uh well, I saw, I don't know if you saw the army flyer that's handed out from your recruits. Yeah, well, I, I believe it was in uh, Washington, Oregon area, the survival manual. Right. And it has Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, it has a, a list of wild animals you may encounter in the wild while training. That's right. And uh, if it's not real, why would they list it? Right. Now, back to the show, there was another interesting point for me. They were out uh, and... I, I I just I need to rewatch it, but they were using red lights because uh, the, for some reason they said that the Sasquatch or the animals can't see them. Oh, because um, their sight's different than ours. Yes, they see more of the blue spectrum. Yes, so they were using red. Right, and, and supposedly they could get around in the dark better, but supposedly the Sasquatch can't see that, or that's the theory. Right. Well, well, because they're supposedly nocturnal right. and they have night vision. Right. Which uh, they see higher blue spectrum than we do. Yes. Uh, which we don't. That's why we our night vision is so bad. We see all the other spectrums except the blue and vice versa for the animals. Yeah. But anyway, they were getting around in the woods. Uh, they have a new guy. uh can't think of his name right off the top of my head. He w replaced the guy who got sick. But anyway, he, he, he seems a... He seems like a pretty legitimate guy. He's pretty. He has a lot of knowledge about Sasquatch. So they were going in the forest anyway, and they came across some eye shine. They heard movement, and uh, that Maria, she's like, wait, wait, there it is right there. And there was eye shine. But see, and they even showed some of the video clip, but uh, I don't know. It's Did they enhance it so you could actually see it on the video? Who knows? Right. Well, you got to remember, this is a TV program. They yeah. do want to keep your attention. Right. But still, it, it, may, it may be right. Now, here's my question. You saw red eye shine. I did. What kind of eye shine did they see? They, they saw it was red, but it was... What they showed was red, but it was almost kind of like a lit up red. Oh, okay. Now, what I saw was more of a, a faint red, but like... If you're looking at an old red reflector right in the night, yeah, that's what it looked like to me. It had a, a tint of red, but it was in like blood red, like people would think. Right. It, okay. Because I I know different animals give off different. Eyes. Right. Right. And and um, when I saw it, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Was was that a, a reflector? Is there a road back there? But then it would disappear. Right. And, and that was before you know all hell broke loose, but. 
hindsight, I did, at the time, I didn't know I was seeing eye shine. Right. You just thought something's reflecting. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, Whoa, who's out here? But back to the show. I'm going to have to catch up on the two episodes that I've missed. Yeah, there, there's some good information there that, yeah, I want to hear your opinion. Right. And, and I, I still, when it warms up, I'm sure we'll be back out there uh, doing our little own expeditions. And now that I got a portable recorder, we'll record as we're out there. And, you know, that way we don't lose none of the information or the detail if anything right. comes and, along. And you know what's good about this is when we go up to where we like to go, uh, we stop on the way. They, there's a little village out there, and maybe we could get someone to come forward with a story. Maybe we can stop in, have a beer, and maybe someone had a couple beers, and they're going to loosen up and let us know what they really said. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, I... Uh, I've talked to people there. I, I I used to know the little village we go through. I used to be an auditor, and so I audited this little village, one of my last jobs before I left the firm I worked for. And I asked the sheriff of the little town, I said, why do you guys carry M16s around for this little village here in the mountains? His excuse to me was, well, you know, there's a lot of illegal pot grows up here. Maybe so, but we've been up there a lot, and I don't, well, there is abundance of water, but I don't think that's quite why. I just, it, it didn't click with me. I was like, mm, no, I I think they carry them for a different reason. Right. Protection. Protection, yeah. Uh, and not just six shots, you know. Right. And, yeah. But someday I will get my sighting. Yes. Now, before we... Uh <coughs> Excuse me. Before we wrap it up for the evening, at the end of the last episode is where they they kind of showed teasers throughout where they got the thermal, right? And that was at the end. And uh, now it was a teaser for the next show to come up. But somebody analyzed the thermal, and they did it kind of like uh, they do on the ghost shows, where they could do the stick figure man and and plot out the actual body, right? And they. Boom, there, there's a Bigfoot body, the long arms, short legs, big body. Now, I, I thought they already showed a thermal. They haven't done that yet? The, the thermals they had, they're, they're like, well, they've always been deer or elk. Okay. Now, this one was the one that they've been teasing with oh, since okay. the beginning, where it's supposedly a squatch. Oh, okay. But is, is this the thermal that was at the beginning yes. of episode one? Yes. Okay. Now, if it's truly a squatch, we'll probably find out in the next episode or... You know, they did it as another teaser, but they found it at the end of this last episode. Right. Now, of course, they're going to draw you in. But here's the thing. If it truly is a squatch, there's no reason for the show to stop. Right. You know, it's it's like, let's keep going. and Especially if they got that close. That's right. Let's do more research and, and see what we find as far as habitat and maybe we'll get some clear footage. Now there again, they may get clear footage and the whole world's going to say they faked it for TV. Yes. Now, if you look on the internet for some of the best thermal footage of a Bigfoot, have you done that? Do you know where it's filmed? In the Hamas? Yep. Where we go. Where yeah. we go. That's where it was filmed. It was, it was the thermal from Finding Bigfoot. Yeah. It wasn't them who did it. It was somebody else, like amateurs exploring. Right. But uh, it was on the Finding it, Bigfoot it show. It was on them, yeah, because I, I know they went up there. And, yeah, I saw that thermal, and that was something, like I said, 
who's going to be walking around those woods at 3 in the morning? Yeah, and if you go up there, you'll know what we mean. That's right. Yeah, there's big mountain lions. That's why I say, who's going to be walking around there? Right? Yep. Oh. With no light. Yeah, exactly. Mountain lions, bears. bears. Of course, bears. So I am convinced that there's squatches <coughs> up, up where we go. Oh, I, I, I'm not a believer. I'm a knower. I know they are. Right. It's just uh, we, we, we haven't found, we haven't got the sighting that we want yet. That's right. Now we've heard the howls, the, the screams. The tree knocks. The tree knocks. Uh, and like we told you in one episode, we were up there alone and someone threw a bottle. Now I know that bottle didn't throw itself. Yep. Uh, so we've had the hints. Just we're just waiting for the right. real deal. And, and I've had a little more because, uh, you know, I've seen the eye shine and I've heard them talking and yelling. And right in front of me, not 20, 30 yards, I, I seen the tree shaking, but it was just, you know, in pitch black. I couldn't see who was doing it. Right. Of course. And of course, that scared the shit out of me. And do you remember our, our your first trip, which was my second, when you convinced me to take you? Right. That tree snap? Yes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. We've all all the signs have been there for me. Like you said, you've had a little more experience, but I know they're out there. Yep, I do too. And hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get the sighting we want, and then we never have to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, on that note, we're gonna end this for tonight. Like we said, we like to keep them short and sweet to keep your attention. So if you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Or if you want to shoot us an email, you can email us at latenightwithlarry55 at gmail.com. Latenightwithlarry55 is one word, no spaces, and that's at gmail.com. Until next time, keep listening and subscribe. Peace. Support the Squatch. Peace.